All right, so. Are we ready to go? I suppose so. Me, 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 me. All right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Watashi wa namai wa debidu. Oh. So, so you know, this, yeah, this is the Beast Wars podcast, but uh, there's no more Beast Wars to uh, to cover. There's, uh, there was one season of the show, Optimus Primal's dead. Uh, I don't think they made any more episodes. It's over. I mean, it said the end at the end. Yeah, I mean, there's a question mark, but uh, you know, that's what it said at the end of that uh, Street Fighter movie too. I'm still waiting on that sequel. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but at least yeah. we're we're in luck. Japan provides Beast Wars. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging around a big bag of uh, Beast Wars ephemera here. Got uh, got the mutating card game. Got a couple of microverse playsets, and I've got the first episode of Beast Wars too. <laughs> I played the mutating card game. How was yeah. it? Yeah. It was I, okay. I used to play actually, that too. I, I never actually played the card game. I just looked at it. I, I, I played it, it. I opened it up. I played I it a couple times with some friends at the time. Sorry. How was it? I'm actually curious. I, I will say it was better than the G1 board game, which I also played with the same group of friends. <laughs> And which just relies entirely upon random events occurring and has nothing to do with your own decision making. Oh, uh, so, so it's uh, so it's much like a uh, Michael Bay movie. Yeah, yeah, I I think that may have been the inspiration there. But uh, from what I recall, it it was an enjoyable enough game that we played it more than once. Hmm. I can give it that much. So it's now, better. Play that uh, that Beast Wars video game. Oh, which There's one? one. Uh, the the first one. The um. The no, PlayStation, PlayStation release. PlayStation one, yeah. Oh, some weird aliens or something? Was wasn't there a PC release of that one? I there, was, there was, but I never got it working. I think I played through the PC one a little bit, but not very much. I remember something about like being Inferno. I think. Hmm. By I which think I mean, it's possible an that nobody actually finished that game. There isn't even a lot of information on the wiki about it. You know what? I it's think unlikely that somebody beat it. I think I know where my copy of it is. Future episode. <laughs> uh, wait, wasn't there a Game Boy game too? At there was a, a Beast Wars 2 Game Boy. Huh? And then there was a transmetal-based uh, fighting game. Oh, right. That's that's. It a- got a PS1 release, and then it got a Blockbuster-exclusive N64 release. Yes. Uh, for our younger listeners, Blockbuster is a place where people used to go and they would uh, they would borrow like, movies and video games on physical media. They, they would pay money for this, and then they would bring them back. And if they didn't bring them back on time, they had to pay more money. It was basically like if Redbox was a whole store. Yes, like a yeah, with employees and shelves and everything. <laughs> and there were they were everywhere. Yes. They were like Starbucks. 
Yeah, as obsequious as Starbucks is now, Blockbusters were. Yeah, I lived in a place in the absolute middle of nowhere at one point, around actually as as Beast Wars was running in the uh, the the late late nineties, and yeah, we we had a Blockbuster, but we didn't have like a Target or <laughs> a Starbucks. I don't think there was a Starbucks. We didn't have. We had a McDonald's. That was about it. Oh. But, but we didn't they're... have a we didn't have a Wendy's, but we oh, had a blockbuster. No. <laughs> they they have now disappeared from this land and, and live now only in our memories. Abandoned. Uh, if you if you uh, I think that about uh, one third of the nation's Halloween stores are former blockbusters. Oh yeah. And another third of them are former borders, and then the last third of them are former circuit cities. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yes, we all watched uh, the first episode of Beast Wars Two, which was uh, we've talked about this in previous episodes, in which we foolishly promised to uh, watch one of these. So we did. Um, that was a mistake. The, yeah, Why? Japanese show, cell animated, features a couple of new Japanese exclusive toys and recolors or straight up re-releases of non-show uh, toys. So. It does. It is kind of neat in that it has some of the only real fictional uses of some late G two and Machine Wars stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and it's kind of neat to see like the the larger Beast Wars universe where there are other Maximals and Predacons running around. Yeah. yeah. No, there aren't. There's Cybertrons and Destrons. Well, <laughs> yes. That's what they call them in the show. But all my notes is Maximals and Predacons. We all yeah, know that. Also, that's... I watched. Yeah, the, uh, the Predacons. Logo. I, I watched the sub because Daily Motion was not working for me. Yeah. Huh? Sorry, I watched the dub. Oh, the dub. yeah. They're, it, they're, it, was a, it was a fan dub, and it was totally yeah. competent. Yeah, it, for, for a fan dub, is actually pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, I all, watched, all flaws was, that we will be discussing in this show are the fault of the source material, not, yes. of, yeah. Yeah, not of the fan dub. <laughs> I watched the first two, three minutes of the fan dub, and it was... Entirely competent, entirely reasonable, and I could not sit through this episode a second time. Yeah. I I will say as a uh, a a I'm looking for a word here as as an idea of the time period. Uh, I had I think I might might have mentioned that uh, in the late 90s in the DC suburbs we had a couple stores that would basically just rent you. VHS copies they made of various fan subs. <laughs> and if there was a legal version of it, they would have bought the legal version of it to rent out. But if there wasn't, they would just get fan subs. And, you know, I, I saw a decent bit of Sailor Moon that way. And, and one time one of the shops actually had Beast Wars second and we watched a couple episodes of it, me and a friend of mine. And, uh, it was definitely a show. One of the one of my other favorite things of of that time was that there was a in in the turn A Gundam series the main character's name is Lauren and the subtitlers kept flipping between Lauren and Roland just like multiple times in the same sentence <laughs> so that was pretty now, great is the main character a lady or no no well okay. This is totally off topic. The original concept for Turn A Gundam, the main character was going to be a lady. And later on in the series, they dress him up, and he enjoys being in a dress as a woman. 
It, it was basically they told they told them that they couldn't make the main character a girl, so they just made him as girly as possible. So they did. And, and yet they gave his Gundam a, a giant Wilford Brimley mustache. Well, that's because it was designed by Sid Mead. I think it's yes, the the Blade Sid, Runner guy from Blade Runner. Sid Mead, yeah. I actually have a lovely art book somewhere um, of oh, his designs Sid Mead's for that work is series. Amazing. Yes. But yeah, and that that also gives you an idea of what sort of other anime were were around at the time. Uh, that that was a fairly new one. Uh, that was around the time. Don't want to talk about this episode. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. So hey, you know what doesn't have amazing design? Beast Wars two. Yeah. Uh, I. We can make arguments about that, but but yes, it was um, the first episode. We open in space. I I would like to note that it's a solid. 20 seconds of establishing shots of space. Yeah, it's... You're <laughs> not spending a lot on... Well, no, but it, it actually... Are we some... skipping the opening? The okay, opening we'll is Super Beast Transformers Beast Wars 2. Yes. I I was amazed at how well I remembered that opening. I don't know what possessed me to have listened to it at any extended period at the time. I think it was just... And and I will say it's sort of a, a brief fandom context. The novelty of Beast Wars Second was honestly like ninety percent of the fandom hype about it. Okay. It was our first Japanese produced Transformers show since Zone and Victory in Generation One. Uh so and and it was the return to Takara producing some of their own stuff for the line. And while it's debatable about the merits of, of the whole Hasbro versus Takara debate, it's absolutely without question that there is a segment of the fandom and there has for a very long time been a segment of the fandom. And at that time, there was a segment of the fandom who were just hardcore otaku who were way more into whatever was going on in Japan than they were whatever was going on in America. So as we delve into this, I would like to note that there were people in the fandom more interested in this series than in American Beast Wars. That is jaw-dropping. <laughs> I think you're being too kind to those people and giving too much merit to their opinions. I guess, but good lord. That was still their opinions. Their opinions still existed. And they were wrong. (laughs) Yes. So this has the most anime opening theme song ever. I I was disappointed because I I got my wires crossed and I thought that uh, this was going to be Banana Ice, (laughs) the Japanese rapper. But no, he did the theme song to the Japanese dub of Beast Wars. Sounds about right. Yes. Wait, so there was a Japanese rap opening to Beast Wars, and we get rap openings to things like One Piece. Well, when Four Kids was still doing it. Yes. So, it, yeah, that's, that's weird. Anyhow, yeah, it's, no. it's an opening. It's it's longer than usual. It's more animated. It's like 90 seconds long. It's a scary and you can anime spot opening. the point where they ran out of animation budget. My favorite <laughs> moment. in. My favorite moment in it is the like sparkly Bishonen lion. <laughs> I I'm not sure if that was supposed to be Lyo Convoy or Lyo Jr. who shows up later because he's so bish that I cannot possibly imagine them trying to make an optimist that bish. <laughs> but just the bish lion is just 
so pretty, so Wait, sparkly at the time. A Lyo convoy? I thought they were just reusing footage from uh, Kimba the White Lion because they ran. Oh, yeah, I'm cutting ahead to my final notes. Like, are white lions like a thing in Japan? Because of Kimba the White Lion, yes. Okay. But not it, in the not... same way that, say, rabbits on the moon are a thing in Japan, which we will also get into. Yeah, not yeah. in that sense. Let's, let's get back to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> okay, the so we're in space. Lyrics. We're looking at what looks like a prog rock cover. The episode's called New Forces Arrive, well, Shin Gundan Tojo, written by uh, Takagami Junji, uh, directed by Kyoto Susumu, supposedly, although the head director of the whole series of somebody else, but carry on. Okay, so yeah, we're in space. We're looking at the writers and stuff, and I wanted to do that for this tip. So. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I, yeah. So, yeah, we're out in space. We're looking at what appears to be a prog rock cover. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a lot like the 86 movie to me for some reason. It, yes, I was getting that uh, that vibe, too. Well, no, it, it, it kind of reminds me, well, regular Beast Wars episodes usually have a long panning shot to begin it, so this has a long painting shot from Earth to asteroids. It's like, that works. I mean, this, this thing was definitely written by somebody who watched the first episode of Beast Wars. Yeah. But at least the first episode. But they're not usually 20 solid seconds long. That's, well, no. It was long because... enough that I had to take a moment to, to determine how long it specifically was, because it was too long. Yeah. Yes. And that music, we get, like... Actual prog rock transitioning into jazz music. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, the background music on this show is not good. I, 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 I like some of them, but yeah, you're right. It transitions from one genre to another too quickly. It, it was pointed out to me by my roommate that, that having smooth jazz in the background of space battles is a Japanese tradition that dates back to the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> this doesn't do it nearly as well as Cowboy Bebop did. Yeah, it's either smooth jazz or classical music for space. That, that works best. All right, so yeah, uh, Maximal Commander Convoy and his deputy commander Apache are going through a uh, an asteroid field, having received an SOS. I, I want to. I kind of want to talk about how there is a character named Apache, but I also feel that we should just forget that that happened. <laughs> Maybe his alternate mode is a helicopter. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. No, Maybe. it's clearly demonstrated that his alternate mode is dull surprise. <laughs> Maybe, his yeah. alternate, Maybe his alternate mode is cultural insensitivity. Oh, Apache chief, damn it. We, we may get to this. But, uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> I wish he did. I, I, I do appreciate that we have, you know, full, fully visible models for the pre-beast uh, modes of these yeah. characters. Well, That's actually impressive, yeah. They... It, it's, well, it's also a lot easier to do when you're doing cell animation. Oh, yes. You don't have to build an entire another model. You just draw a slightly different dude. Yeah, uh, somebody designed a different version. It doesn't take as long. On the other hand, I feel like they still spent more of their budget on doing that than they should have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. They cut a lot of corners in the animation. I was really impressed by the opening sequence, and then by the end of the opening sequence, I was no longer impressed, because that's when they started using the clips from the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so Convoy is saying, look, you know, look out, it might be a trap, but then uh, Apache is not... Or is it a pa- Apache? 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 Well, they, they pronounce it, of course, 
with you know as, as a a word that is foreign to them of course they pronounce it with their own particular accent but it's written apache. it's, it's apache. spelled apache also um, i know that's a spoiler i'm not going to get mad about that yet oh. yeah so yeah the, uh, the planetoid they got the the SOS from is moving and it, the planetoid explodes and well, the planetoid apache. has engines cuz it's well, it's a Destron, well, Predacon ship, but it's just this big, ugly, rocky thing. Rocky. Yeah, as Admiral Akbar would say, it's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. And as Lyo Convoy said. Yes. And unfortunately, Convoy gets hurtled off into the depths of space. Oops. I guess. It's hey, so, uh, is he the Supreme Commander of all the... Cybertrons slash Maximals, or is he just like... Sounds like it. Is this the earliest in a new Transformers series that the Optimus slash Convoy character has apparently been killed? I thought that is the earliest, yes. No, they don't seem to imply he's killed, he's just gone. I mean, well, I mean, they seem to be working under the assumption that he is not coming back. Well, yeah, not anytime soon. But who knows? No, he he is lost in space. It's the earliest Optimus has been MIA, assumed KIA, but not the earliest that Optimus has been clearly dead. Yes, that would be animated. Yeah, yeah, animated was. We'll get to that. <laughs> Someday we're just getting it out of the way right away. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, uh, an asteroid hurtles toward the planet Gaia, which yes. is totally not her. I mean, apparently it is totally not Earth. Yeah, well, it's a planet uh, Gaia, and it only happens to have Tasmanian devils. Yeah, well, because well, in Japan, I guess they didn't figure out that, that it was really obvious that it's Earth in Beast Wars, so they just made up another planet for their own show. But Maybe they started writing it before they saw the end of the American series. Yeah, it, it, it's... Well, apparently it, it is supposed to be future Earth, but there's some, like, uh, Takara timeline that has this as, like, a future Cybertron after Beast Machines? What? Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. What? There, yeah. there are some crazy timelines that the Japanese have tried to come up with. Let's ignore them, because they make no sense like that. This is not Cybertron. It's just another planet called Gaia. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, it, it's future Earth. It's got Earth animals on it. And there's an asteroid heading towards it. But in what is actually a kind of a cool moment, the, the rocky shell of this asteroid begins to crumble away, revealing yeah. the Predacon oh. symbol. Yeah, oh, at this point I was like, shut up, narrator. I can see that it's a Predacon ship. You don't have to explain the impending doom. Although I was... we see the entirety of the ship, and it looks ridiculous. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> it has spikes and drills everywhere. It's a giant face on the front of it. I love the warship design. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's seriously cool. It may be like a. It looks like a Super Mario enemy. It it kind of reminds me of the ships from Voltron the bad guys had. Yeah, I can see that. Crossed a little bit with like Gurren Logan things since it has a face on the front of it, a big angry face. Yes, it's got to have a face. And warships are better with faces. named Galvaberg Two, which is never mentioned <laughs> in this episode anyway. No. Also, never makes sense. I don't know. It's, it's a like good the, name for an ugly ship. An <laughs> ugly name for an ugly ship. Yes. And that is commanded by Galvatron, the Emperor of Destruction. 
Which is a subtitle that Japan usually gives to whoever's in charge, anyway. Yes. Well, okay. is Megatron the Duke of Destruction? <laughs> yes! Yeah, Megatron but, is the Duke of... De- Megatron, who is, par- you know, clearly not only some completely different character, but also specifically, like, a stupid comic relief side character who gets beat yeah. a lot. It, yeah, it's that's, that's Megastorm, not yeah, Megatron. Megastorm, but uh, it's, it's oh, basically uh, just Galvatron and Mega Echo, because Megastorm just echoes whatever Galvatron's saying. Yeah. He's the, he's they the, call him Megatron during the episode, though. Like, Yeah. Well, the, the subs and, and does the, the fan dub do that, too? But it's... He's made from, what is it, uh, Generation he's 2? Generation 2 Megatron. Yeah, yeah. G2 Megatron. The toy is called Megastorm, but in the show they're calling him Megatron, and it confused <laughs> the hell out of me. Yeah, well, he's got Megatron's head, so, you know. And, yeah. But Generation. when you press down on his head, does he say, uh, Megastorm attack? <laughs> no, when I you press down on his head, apparently like... he apologizes. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, the, the, the pushing down the head is something the toy does? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would explain why... I thought they stripped the electronics on that version. Oh, according to the wiki, that is correct. That is a bummer, because his electronics are super fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. That that would explain why you kept getting hit off the the head. I mean, you can't press the head down too much, but you press it down a little, and there's a button under it, and it says Megatron Attack. And also, there, when you load missiles into it, it has, like, lock and load sound effects. Yes. It's super neat. I'm, I'm, like, tempted to go get mine and play it over the the mic. (laughs) So that we can all listen to the voice of Doom. Yes. Anyways, yeah, there's uh, there's Galvatron, there's Megastorm. I don't know if any of the other villains get named in this. They're just kind of hanging they around. They don't in the first episode, no. And no, mo- so they all get, like, maybe one line at the end. Yeah, I mean, we don't get a maybe lot of exposure for the villains in the first episode of uh, Beast Wars, but they all get names, and we get to see them all transform in the first episode. Yeah. These guys are just kind of hanging around. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey guys, hey guys. Nice. There, I think it sounds a little better from that side. It's so good. Listen to the, listen to the voice of doom. <laughs> I love this toy so much. And then there's a light erupting from the ground that makes Galvatron's chest crystal really excited. Yeah, we don't. This show does not explain a lot of stuff. Which is... Also, Galvatron... So... The Beast Wars Megatron toy, the first one, had just a big grimace on his face. Yes. Which was pretty cool, but, you know, the people doing the show had the sense to realize that this was not actually his permanent face expression. This was just a representative expression on the toy. So in Beast Wars Second, their Galvatron toy also had this ridiculous grimace on his face, except they drew him like that in the cartoon. All he's the he's always talking through clenched teeth, and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. permanent grimace. That's so ridiculous. Love that Joker. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Beast Wars 2 Galvatron is Lincoln Chafee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, jeez, guys, it was my first day in the Senate. I just got to the planet Gaia, and uh, I didn't know the rules yet. Uh, I think the warship might be diesel-powered. It puts out a lot of smoke. Yep. 
I th- I think that's supposed to be like uh, they're like disguising it in a cloud. Although, who are they disguising it from? Because it just seems to be a bunch of animals on this planet. Yeah, because there's nobody else there. It's it's weird. It's a, it's a real yeah. animal planet. <laughs> oh, anyway, speaking yeah. of stuff, this show doesn't explain. Uh, there's some sort of space girl, and she's got a robot bunny. This one actually and makes... she lives on the moon. What the hell is going on? Before we before we get What's to that, I would like to Japan's... know. Go ahead. The, the Galvatron announces that they need to get this. They need to get this energy to fuel their invasion of space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That might just be a weird translation thing because. Japan seems to have this problem sometimes, like, differences between planets and stars. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure if it, what the hell it is, but they must have the same word that sometimes means this star is a planet, this planet's a star. It's it's really confusing when it comes up, at least in older stuff. Well, this isn't a planet or a star. I know, but... This isn't a planet or a star, it's space. They have problems anyway, with... There's a line in uh, Armada where the, the Minicons are talking about uh, Unicron, and the, one of the lines is, Unicron is frightening. Unicron will destroy space. Yes! Oh, God, I remember that, because that was so creepy. That was the creepiest thing ever. Because <laughs> they're saying it in this weird voice. <laughs> Unicron is frightening. Unicron will destroy space. It's like, okay... Oh. You go back in your M panel now, you're less creepy there. Uh, but yeah, th- this show doesn't explain things. There's also the excessively literal uh, Gundam Wing translation from around the same time period where they just consistently refer to the outer space. Yeah, well, th- that's kind of symbolic in there. It, it works from these overly pretentious young boys who are fighting in giant robots. So they're going to invade space. They're going to have their invasion of space. So then we have Moon. Yeah, they're just... What is... Okay, so explain the Japan Moon Rabbit thing. It comes from... I think it might actually come from Chinese mythology originally, but... You know how we have a man in the moon? Japan has a rabbit in the moon. Who may also be a young girl. Well, there's a rabbit in the moon, and there's also a thing about pounding rice on the moon with a hammer. So, okay. so culturally, this part actually makes sense in Japan anyway. They don't have to explain that, but there's so much this show doesn't explain. And yes, this is the same sort of folklore background that comes into play a lot in Sailor Moon. Mm. Yeah. So if, if this seems vaguely Sailor Moon-esque, that, that would be why. It's Which is why it's the same cultural source. Sailor Moon has long bunny hair. Yes, uh, and is actually named Usagi in you know, which is the Japanese rabbit. word for rabbit. Yep. So her, I, the first, there was a translation of the manga that I saw ages ago that actually just translated her name as Bunny instead of Serena. And I oh, think what? that that works about. It, well it's enough. more fitting for her. Yeah. But yeah. It's we, more accurate. We, we cut inside the hollow moon to see a rabbit named Moon and a robot girl. Uh, named Artemis. And they're talking about, uh, Algol Moa energy, which comes from Nostradamus. Oh. Yeah, it's one of his prophecies. Uh, wait, let me find. Uh, in the year one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, seven moons. This is translated from old French, anyway. 
From the sky will come the great leader of frightening power to resurrect the great king, Angolmoa, before and after war reigns for a good cause? Question mark. So it, it's a Nostradamus prophecy thing that never frickin' happened in 1999 <laughs> that has become a recurring thing. There's um, Carrara Gunso also has a character named Angolmoa, who's a cute girl who's a come to Earth to destroy it. And she's cousin of the main character who's a frog or something. Sure. I vaguely remember from the wiki that this is set in 1990. Space year 1999. Yeah, which is why they went with Angle Moa. It's so not that makes the year it that... space 1999. Yeah. Is, is Martin Landau going to show up? <laughs> so what's the deal with Artemis? I have no idea. Is or, it, why does that name keep popping up in moon-related things from Japan? Well, well uh, Artemis I don't is know the about... uh, Greek goddess of the moon. Yeah, the moon, birds, oh, okay, there we go. Uh, hunt. Apollo is the sun, Artemis is the moon. Okay. All right, that works. Yes, so, also the name of the boy cat from Sailor Moon, because apparently it just seems to be used as a male name occasionally. Like, uh, isn't one of the guys from Wild Wild West named uh, Artemis, speaking of disasters that happened in 1999? Maybe that's what uh, Nostradamus was predicting. Is there anything in his predictions about a robot spider? Oh. <laughs> we do like robot spiders. What about General Grant? Or a bunch of highly inappropriate racial jokes as made by a legless... Who is in that? Is that Jeffrey Rush playing the villain in that? That... I don't even remember. That, that's... Anyway, the, the, the rabbit... That's somebody who should have known better. Yes, the, the rabbit and Artemis are talking about, ooh, the, the Destrons are here to take the Angle Moa energy, but they can't do anything evil or it'll show up on our radar. Well, no, they did evil. They have an evil-sensing radar. What? Hey, the, yeah, there is precedence you know. in, uh, Transfer, in Transformers canon for that. There's definitely an episode of uh, Generation 1 where Optimus Prime says his... Or no, no, it's Teletran 1 detecting an evil presence within uh, the Ark. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I... Back in the day, I could have probably pinpointed exactly what episode that was from, but it does I sound I think it's weird. Attack at the Autobots, because I just watched that one. Yeah, that sounds right. And then the I rabbit... did the Googles. Hmm? I did the Googles. Yeah. Artemis Klein in Wild Wild West is played by Kenneth. I do all the Shakespeare's Brenna. Oh, jeez. Oh. So he really should have done better. But that is embarrassing. You know, he's going to take a job. Whatever. He's having fun, apparently. But anyway, the the rabbit's the just... only character that's actually aware that there are racial politics involved in that movie that need to be commented on. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of amazing. The the rabbit says something stupid, which is probably a pun. So Artemis hits her on the head with a hammer. Yeah. Wait, are they? Yeah, they're both. Well, they're they're voice actors are both women, so I assume they're both female characters. Uh, or they might be kids. Uses male pronouns for moon. Oh. Yeah, I. I think I recall that Moon is supposed to be a boy. I think. Maybe. Anyway, so the Maximals are on their way. He uses male pronouns, unfortunately. Anyway, Maximals, they're at their base. Well, the remaining ones since Leo Convoy's wandered off. And so now, like ten minutes into the show, it's time to meet the good guys. Yep. And and they start playing fart music. Yeah, because this is the comedic relief of the episode. These guys are such a bunch of losers. (laughs) We've got the two playing chess and then the one who's getting drunk. I would like to note, I said earlier, I was going to wait because it was spoilers. The one who's getting drunk is Apache. 
Oh, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's, that's deeply but, unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of racist. Yeah. Uh, that's racist. Oh, it's, Japan's good at doing racism when it doesn't even realize it's doing it. Yeah. This is the first time we've had Transformers getting drunk. Like, in all of Transformers so far, or did that happen in the uh, No, it happened uh, also in Generation 1, in the episode Microbots. Oh, uh, there was yeah. that, and there Megatron. was also some of it in the uh, UK G1 comics. Oh, right, because they, yeah. uh, they had Macadams, the bar. All right. Macadams, not Macadams. I thought it was Macadams. Anyway, the, the point is, there is definitely an episode of Generation 1 where Frank Welker plays drunk Megatron, and it is pretty funny. It's yeah. pretty great. All right, so this isn't unprecedented. It's just an unfortunate choice. And like yes. laser beak flies into the ground, just sort of. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, but Apache manages to get more characterization, even though it's bad than the rest of them. I mean, the, there's a muscle dude pumping iron. There, there's a bookworm. There's a guy playing chess, and the Cheetor. Yep, there's chess. definitely a Cheetor. Yeah, and then Apache is Autobot Starscream, apparently. How so? Uh, he he huh? is super drunk, but he insists that he is the leader. He's drunk and lonely. Lyo Convoy is I gone, got... therefore I am the leader. Yeah. Well, he is presumably... I, I assumed he was actually the second in command. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying he's pulling Starscream's shtick. Yeah, but he's also drunk. It's, oh, my boss is gone. I'm in command now. I'm going to get drunk. What? I, mean, I guess he also he's drunk pulls that because he's so he kind of got his boss killed, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's like I mean, drowning his sorrows. <laughs> Although while drunk, he also tells High Command, "Yeah, my boss isn't coming back anytime soon. Therefore, we're all screwed. Give the job to someone else." Yeah. Which what? Also, was the person calling in from the High Command was that Artemis? I don't think so. Or was that, I know, in, they had this thing with their Navi computers yeah. being ridiculous. It's Navi so maybe it was the Navi. According to the wiki. I And I know that at least in either this or Beast Wars Neo, we'd later see some uh, high maximal command guys. Are they There's definitely a guy with a cape. <laughs> yeah, it's a cop oh. with a cape. So maybe it's presumably one of their representatives? That was probably the Navi. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're telling that you know there's some sort of energy flare on Gaia. We gotta go do this. And you know the uh, there is a bit of a problem because Apache is super drunk, but uh, Bighorn, who is a big, more or less straight recolor of uh, Bone Crusher, who is a bison. Oh. Yeah, it's a pretty fun bison. Yes. I mistook him for missiles. Big Convoy in the opening sequence. Hmm. He's got anyway, so big horns. Yeah, they are taken off in the Yukikaze, their spaceship, which kind of looks like the Axelon and also kind of looks <clears> like a vacuum. Yeah, it, it's sort of a <laughs> hammer-headed arc. Wait, it's called the Yukikaze? Yes. That, I think that's the name of the ship in Irresponsible Captain Tylor? It apparently means snowy wind. Yeah, it's... And Says the wiki, has commonly used in anime for everything from jets to spaceships to snow cone makers. I was going to say, <laughs> isn't that also the like name snow of... Cone maker. Isn't that also the name of one of the train bots? Or, you know, from... There is yes, an is. anime literally named Yukikaze. I think it's like naming it Excalibur. 
Oh no, it was Soyokaze and Tylor. Okay. Something else we need. The robot train, which is a dub yes. we could talk about another time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe it, if we get the power pack. They take off in their ship and then Apache doesn't make it, so he's hanging from a string behind the ship and freezes solid. Yeah, there's there's a lot more physical comedy on this than even Beast Wars gets I, later on. It's, yeah. Very, yeah. it's very cartoony. I don't know. It's yeah. Beast Wars it's cartoony, it's but it's not it's not good physical comedy. It's right. just That's the there. Thing. Like Beast Wars, it actually does have more comedy than I remember. It's just that the jokes hit there. I don't know if it's because it's in CG, but just the, the hanging behind and freezing it it's so offhand and makes no sense is the problem. Yeah. A lot of the comedy. Beast Wars knows how to pace its comedic bits to make them actually seem comedic. And when this they pull him back, out. when they pull him back on the ship yes. and he falls out, he says something like, "Were you going to kill your senior officer?" And there's literally a wah wah. A really loud wah wah. It's so bad. That's like, that's like their commercial break cliffhanger. <laughs> Just about. Womp womp. It's, oh. Anyway, they get to, uh, they get to Gaia, and then they get shot down. So they yeah. have to oh, evacuate yeah. in stasis pods. I, oh, it's a super long sequence, too. It's like a minute long of them being yes. shot down. I really the squid guy even calls out, oh, no, this next one is going to be really big. <laughs> yes, it's like. How did he know they were going to shoot a planet-destroying gun at the whatever? And, you know, and but the, the music that I really like the music that's playing then though, which, which yeah, is like a, this great metal attack music from the, the bad guys. Also, these these sound effects are super '80s anime y. Yeah, which <laughs> means they're super Star Wars y. Yes, uh, although that well, reusing Star Wars sound effects is a fine and time-honored Transformers tradition. Well, yes, yeah. but but this is also happening in like 1999 or 98. 98. So it's not really. They're using old anime sound effects. Yeah, we're a year away from the Phantom Menace at this point. This is when like other other notable animes coming to the U.S. at the time would be like Neon Genesis Evangelion or Cowboy Bebop yeah. or you know a yeah. lot of the sailor moon stuff like the late late season stuff was starting to show up around here so there's no excuse for this to be <laughs> so garbage and also i i well, looked i was thinking well maybe toei did some of the an- no toei didn't do any of the animation on this toei was probably yeah. too expensive for them yeah there's an excuse they had no budget yeah well no the the thing is the wait let me actually check the animation i think the animation studio oh Ashy Pro- or Production Read. Yeah. Originally Ashy Production. They they also made uh, that Ruby Spears Mega Man uh, mask in the 80s and uh, Sky Surfer Strike Force. Yeah, that that's the other stuff. But but quality. They u- no, they used to be actually good in the 80s though. They did well. The Go Shogun. I remember uh, Dvorak. Oh, Dvorak is the thing that we got um, Whirl and Roadbuster from, I think. Is that oh, about uh, right. keyboards? No. <laughs> Sadly, no. But they did no. Dan Cougar, Machine Robo, a, a second Machine Robo series, uh, Borgman, which is, or Sonic Soldier Borgman, which is okay. It's a weird comedy thing. They actually did some really good stuff in the 80s, yeah. up until, like, they did Macross 7 and Blue Seed. I love Blue Seed. 
And then somewhere... Isn't that defense? There's like... Ten minutes of really good animation in this. Yeah, but this... Unfortunately, it's stretched out across 23 minutes. Yeah, there's points when, like, frames are just skipped. But mostly, like, when they actually get on the planet and, like, when they're in their animal forms, like, they'll just transition from looking left to looking right with no scenes in between, no cells in between. It's really distracting. None of the art is bad. They just didn't have the budget to do in-betweens. Yeah. Which is really amazing for, like, a first episode. First episodes is where usually the most of the money ends up. And if yeah. you're lucky, they save a lot of money for the last episode. But Like this, I said, you can see the point in the opening where they ran out of money. Yeah, when they start yeah, I, stock transformations and scenes from re- later in the episode. I appreciated rewatching Evangelion and watching as their, their animation budget was... Yes. Fiddled away. Yeah, it, it, Ava it, used that to thematic effect. True. To be honest, yeah, but Ava, Ava really isn't that good. Ava but, is actually art. Don't you, don't you do that? Don't you say Ava isn't that good to me? I will admit the one scene that's one minute long and one cell actually pays off by being yeah. the cheapest thing ever. But for most of the show, that's got a lot of dodgy animation. Everybody thinks it's perfect, but no, it's not. It's not as bad as this, though. Ava is a series that is too significant to be defined in simple terms of good or bad. Yes. it. Whether it's good or bad, it was significant, even if I don't like the fandom around it. So, So much like Transformers the movie, it's beyond good, beyond evil. And beyond your wildest imagination. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking also, of her imagination. David, you agree with the creators of Ava about the fandom around Ava. I know. That's the thing. Years That's kind of the point of the end of the series. I real I've gr- I hated Anno when that originally came out, and now I've grown to love him mostly because of another show that was about another creator who was growing up in college with him. But that's a different story altogether. It has nothing to do with this. Anyway, kids on the planet. <laughs> this is so bad that we don't even want to talk about it. Also, We're talking about Evangelion, which I have never seen. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe watch the movies. They at least look pretty. I, I don't think they aired yeah. it in Canada. Well, they also haven't... But the series is decent, too. I mean, it, it starts off as just kind of like a back, very good giant robot anime. Back in my day, you had to buy two episodes at a time on $30 VHS tapes. And you had to decide up front whether you wanted sub or dub. Because they only fit one of them on those VHS tapes. <clears throat> Yes, oh, and God. and actually that would depend a lot upon the series. Quite often, the sub was more expensive. Yeah. Oh. So you'd spend like five more bucks to get the sub because you wanted it in Japanese, which I did for a few shows. Shorter shows, but... I, I will just excuse myself by saying that it is a known quantity that I can just be a huge pretentious jerk about <laughs> lots of things. So, And I, I love meta text, and I love stuff about creating stuff, so Evangelion is pretty much directly up my alley. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway, we follow the, uh, we follow the kids uh, Stasis Pod Landing, at which point he just kind of reenacts uh, Cheetor's plot in uh, the first episode of Beast Wars. Yeah, because he is the Cheetor, and he's a yeah, he... rusting to death. Also, yeah. the kid's name is Kid. Yeah. Yes. Your character's name is Kid. Well, Tasmanian Kid, but yeah, Kid. 
Yeah. So, uh, also, yeah, his face's yeah. butt has Beanie Babies in it for some reason. Yes. Oh my God! How much shit does he have in his stasis pod? There's teddy bears. There's toasters. There's a mountain that's like three times the size of the pod. By the time he's done chucking stuff out of it, those like a aren't teddy bears. Those are literally Beanie Babies. <laughs> but those, I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. Listen, it was the '90s. Those things were valuable. Yeah, that's true. The, yeah, the last true. thing he pulls out of the pod is a teeny tiny stuffed cheetah, and then he daydreams about becoming Cheetor. Yeah, yes. he desperately wishes he could be Cheetor. Yes, he wishes he was as good as Cheetor. And then he yep. thinks that maybe he could be as good as Air Razor because, and then you have to take a moment to remember that Air Razor was a boy in Japan, yes. not not a male, a boy. Do I have to remember that? That seems a lot more good if you don't remember that. (laughs) Anyway, he gets stuck turning into a cat-rat thing, which is supposed to be a Tasmanian devil, but looks somehow less like a Tasmanian devil than Warner Brothers' Tasmanian devil tag. (laughs) Yeah. That's an accomplishment, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it does look about as much as a Tasmanian devil as his toy does. It's got got, like weird bat ears and... I don't know. This weird dog face, which is kind of like a Tasmanian devil, but not really. It's weird. Oh, and is this the first use of a transformer using an internal scanner instead of an external one to yes, scan into alt mode? Yay! History yeah. is made! Accident. Yay! Also, I call yeah, foul because his color scheme is different from the animal he scans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. He kind of keeps... Then again, I don't think that the uh, spider that Tarantula scanned was actually purple. No. I think... So maybe they, you know... Slight alterations. Get modifications. Well, also, we don't know what color the T-Rex was that Megatron scanned. He just picked purple. (laughs) Yeah. Color unavailable. And then Kid has a a Cheetor-ism... He says Arigato Amigo to the Tasmanian Devil, who he accidentally scanned the form of. First he's mad at the the little thing, and then he's like, thanks, dude. And also this Tasmanian Devil shows him to where this black fog coming from the Galvaberg 2 is killing nature, because this is Captain Planet, apparently? I guess. It's Fern Gully. Oh, they are on the planet Gaia. That's true. That's true. true. Uh, hmm. They the planet too. That would explain why there are five of them. Ooh. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, and that means that the missing, uh, the missing Lyo, the missing convoy is their Captain Planet. Yep. And maybe we'll only see him, uh, you know, when their powers combine. And Sounds they're going right. to take pollution down to zero. <laughs> yes. They have yeah, it. So he, uh, yeah, he goes into this dying forest, but he, he can't get across this lake or river or something. And we know this isn't the Beast Wars planet because there are no bridges. <laughs> <laughs> no convenient stone bridges. Wow, yeah. Or this is the Beast Wars planet, and it's in the future because after the events of the Beast Wars, all of those bridges have been destroyed in the course <laughs> of the Beast Wars. Yeah. Yes. Our planet used to be covered with stone bridges everywhere. Not all of them were stone. Some of them were log. Oh, yeah. Some of them were made of snow. But all of them were convenient. Yes. Yes. All of them and were ridiculously plot convenient. Yep. Yes. Which is something else we'll get to again later. And then this giant frog pops out of the uh, the water. <gasps> we finally get a frog? Yes, frog! Yes. We've been wanting a frog for so long. 
Yep. Oh, well, you won't want him for long, because to reveal that he's actually Diver, he pops his head out of his mouth on his frog tongue, and it's horrifying. It's really... Uh, yeah, it was you pretty You that back in the base, so it wasn't as horrifying as it could have been. Yeah, but it well, wasn't no, but it wasn't out popping out of a mouth. frog's mouth, which, admittedly, the toy can do. It's just... But it's still horrifying. <laughs> Surprise, it's Diver. And then, and then we enter into an Apesop's fable, where he gets on the back of the frog. He's like, oh, what if I drowned you? And shit, it's like, whatever. Uh, but I, I, I believe I missed the part of the fable where they're then attacked by a giant squid. I don't know. They, but yeah. it's an Ica Devil! Are you squidding me? Uh, oh. Pun. Hey, that, my pun actually isn't as bad as the pun that, that Kid ends up making where Scuba almost drowns him because of it. Yeah. <laughs> he says the joke was so bad it made him... Nearly faint. Yeah, it's, it's a pun on, yeah. on squids and something. I didn't actually write it down. It's Japan loves puns. Japan is a language basically built to create puns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wonderful and horrible. But, but, but Music in Japan is weird because it's impossible to write sentences that don't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Scuba is staying fresh and doesn't drown the other two. Instead, they yes. scoot off to the other side of the river. And there we so meet Scuba up. With, shows uh, up. Diver and Tasmania Kid. They look like they're humping each other. A little. Yeah, cut that out. yeah, well, it's an animal on top of another animal, and then Scuba's on the bottom, so it's yeah. a threesome. Anyway. <laughs> More skip. Just replace that entire conversation with Holy Diver by Dio. Anyway, more animation frames are skipped, and then they make their way to the smoking, closer to the smoking crater. Oh, the and then we also meet Apache, who has scanned a mandrel because he's baboom. Yes. Yeah. And Bighorn, who is a bison because he's bone crusher. And yes. kid just walks right into his ass. Yes. Uh, At least they got that part right from Beast Wars. Ass comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they track down this uh, this black fog to its source in a, a crevasse. But then they it collapses and they they tumble in and they're on top of the Galvaberg too. <laughs> At which point, someone now I forget who I think it might have been Apache says it's convenient that they appeared. Yes. At least in the in the sub. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But then they get caught in, like, an energy web of some sort. Well, no. First they do their stock transformations. Everyone transform Henshin! So we get, like, 30 seconds of everyone transforming. No, we get about 10 seconds of everyone transforming just spread out over 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Th then they get caught in an energy web, and then Galvatron starts talking and monologuing. And, of course, Megastorm talks too much. Nissan... Gets smacked on the head again. And then everybody just shoots at them. Which yeah. does nothing. Because we're not getting damage animation in this. Not really, no. Yeah. We do get to see one of the best toys of late G2 being animated. Just the smoke screen and Dreadwing. Roger! That is true. That toy is super cool. It's so that good. is an it's awesome good. set of toys. Roger. And, you know, Dreadwing is punishing. His Gatling gun is Illin. Roger. Except in this case, it's Starscream and BB. Roger. Yes. And all BB says is Roger. <laughs> Which and, uh, actually is really adorable. <laughs> at least I, I assume at it. some point he's going to also destroy an old lady's head with a basketball. Roger. 
Oh no! Oh oh, that movie. No, ne- next topic. Anyway, lots of static frames. They're shooting lasers at each other. Man. And everyone starts complaining that, oh, no, we can't survive unless Leo shows up to save us. And, of course, he shows up. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly Kimba comes running. <laughs> yes, yeah, Kimba, a mysterious white, yeah. white lion. You mean like the, the guys who did the 86 Transformers movie music? <laughs> Oh, it's only Sandbush. Oh, no, Steve. Lion, lion bear. Big lion. Yeah, he he smashes up these energy projectors with his oddly robotic claws. Yeah, he has claws that pop out under his claws, which is weird. He's got claws for claws. Who knows? We heard you like claws, so we put claws on your claws. My notes for this five-minute segment are, in their entirety... Everyone gets taken out like a chump by the Destrons, and then Lyocon Void murders everyone. Wait, yes. <laughs> lions don't have claws, do they? Google, oh, okay, they do have five claws <laughs> like that. How did he cut that post with his tail? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. You know. Lion, scorpion, same diff. Yeah, and then BB's confused about what's happening. Roger? No, no, help me. Starscream tells him to retreat. Roger! <laughs> no, he's, he's adorable. He's a big baby. Yes, I I have always liked the idea of that toy as basically the brains and the brawn. So yeah, I I can't be too bothered. It works. And so the the white lion leads the Maximals off the exploding Galvaberg. Yeah, but Bighorn is stubborn. But he eventually does jump away be, in front of a base explosion. So that's yes. another thing they got from Beast Wars. <laughs> getting hit by asses and base explosions. And then that is the episode. We get a little uh, little featurette at the end with, uh, you know, much like those uh, from the files of Teletran 2 things mm-hmm. at the uh, end of Generation 1 Season 3 episodes where Tasmania Kid tells us who his teammates are. Yeah, which is yeah. just to fill time because they didn't have much animation. Hey, let's show the, those transformations all over again. Yep. Waste yep. Diver is such a non-character. So everybody's a non-character. Like, there's like maybe but four. Even, at yeah. least most of them have some characteristic, like, thing. Yeah, like his, Bighorn's. They have one characteristic, whereas Diver is, is his, the his guy who's a frog. Diver's the smart one. He was the one who beat Kid at chess. I guess there's that. He's smarter than Kid. That's not saying much. Scuba's the bookworm. He's the smart dude. Yeah, Diver's just the, the not kid. honorable, wise one. Yeah, Scuba's I mean, the is, mercurial, not wharf. I, yeah, Diver's maybe... Is he like the rat trap, maybe? He doesn't have enough personality to be the rat trap. No. Scuba's more like the rat trap. Yeah. Although he's more like just sort of data or something. He's boring. <laughs> Like, oh, there, there's. It's amazing how much personality we got in the first episode of Beast Wars compared to this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, by the end of that episode, we know basically what all the Maximals deal is, and we, we don't know much about the Predacons, but we know more about them than we did in this episode. Yeah, I mean, we kind of get Galvatron wants to take over all of space. Yes, That's he wants it. his invasion of space. That's it. Every, everybody else, except for his sidekick little brother... Are Maybe he's just nice an MRA, <laughs> and he just wants to invade personal space. <laughs> 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 
Kid gets personality. Kid, despite being the Cheetor, kind of likable, maybe? He, yeah, I mean, he's fine. I mean, nobody on the show is really obnoxious. It's just kind of boring. Yeah, well, yeah. Apache's close to annoying. He, Apache is the worst. Yeah. Like, I like the Predacons more than I like Apache. Yeah. We don't know what's going on with Artemis and Moon. Yeah, they're comic relief, I guess, but there's comic yeah. relief all over the place. Oh, and they don't even know that the white lion that shows up is actually Leo, even though he has metal robot claws in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> even though he's obviously Lyo Convoy. Yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll figure that out next week. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the episode just stops. It's like they, they didn't have anything after they... They just jump off the ship. We don't see if they land. Well, we, we do see one still image of them running away, but... Yes. That's Much like I mean, they that's... did with the entire rest of the episode. Yeah. Lots of still They just stretched out one episode across two. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that first episode of Beast Wars, that leaves you with a, a solid cliffhanger. You want to know what's going to happen next. Yes. Yeah, here... Uh, I mean, much. I want to know what happens next, but I don't want to have to watch another episode of this to find out. No, I'm definitely yeah. going to read the summary on uh, the Transformers yeah. wiki. Just read the wiki. When it comes to the... Just whenever Takara tries to do their own Transformer cartoons... I mean, the G1 stuff was varying levels of alright, but just since then, it just... It's something they give a little pittance of a budget to, and they're just like, yeah, somebody make something, and it's just half-assed. Yeah, and it's so, not great. So never they great. don't care enough is the problem, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. A lot of it. They just don't Somehow, really it's like, it's less than the normal two-cell toys Japanese shows of the era. Yeah. I mean, they put money into... Gal Gygar. I mean, that was... Oh, my God. And Gal Gygar didn't really even have that many toys until recently when we got big expensive ones that cost hundreds of dollars. But, yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of heart and soul and energy poured into Gal Gygar. Admittedly, that may be because they got better directors and writers, maybe. But still. Part of it is that I think Transformers skews very young in Japan. Yeah, but so does yeah. Gal Gygar. I think that's a thing that doesn't necessarily have to be the case, though. No, I, I mean, mean, you know, even uh, you know, a show like Rescue Bots is more engaging than Beast Wars 2. Yeah. And, and I also think that's just a matter of how they choose to market it. I mean, they it, there's nothing inherently younger about it. It's just that that's who they choose to write their cartoons for, is this younger audience. Yeah, but the, the thing is, like, the, this is, like, just just aiming at the kids. It's not trying to do anything better, like your Gal Gygars yeah. or your G Gundams. Yeah. I feel like the problem we're running into is just Japan doesn't actually like sapient robots, despite the fact that they seem to have made the most of them so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Generally, yeah. That was kind of the point of Master Force, the second Japanese exclusive G1 series. So it wasn't really that much about the sapient robots. Yeah, I think, well, Gal Gygar sapient robots, and a lot of the other Braves have sapient robots, but aside from that, and those are actually just basically Transformers more, it started from the same committee and people that were doing the other trans old yeah, Transformers. Sort of a, a cousin series to Transformers. Yeah, it's like, we still want to make Transforming robot toys, 
Let's start our own thing. This so, is, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what we're going to do now. We're, uh, re- I guess we're just going to keep going with, uh, with, Beast War- or with Beast Wars 2, uh, unless, unless there were maybe a second season of Beast Wars. Oh, hey, they just announced it. Excellent. <laughs> they just announced it in 1998. Yay! Fantastic. Oh, we don't have to watch anime again <sighs> yet. Well, but, we don't uh, have to watch anime until we finish season two of Beast Wars. Yeah, or that said, I, I I haven't had quite enough uh, Japan-based masochism for one night. So <laughs> what? now you know there there are always a bunch of weird tie-ins with uh, with Transformers. You know, you get you know your Optimus Prime oral care stations and your. Uh, well, no, it wouldn't be an Optimus Prime oral care station. It would be a convoy oral care station. Yeah, that was a thing that was in the U.S. Yes. The Optimus Prime Oral Care Station. Oh, yes. Oh my god. It's amazing because he doesn't have a mouth. That's true. What does he even know? Wow. I mean, I... and usually when we see him, uh, you know, with his faceplate knocked off, he's got like, uh, you know, like a gross skull face under there or something. You never appreciate what you have until it's gone. <laughs> I, I do have a Beast Wars yo yo. That, that lights up and has, like, a clutch mechanism. It's a very nice yo-yo. That's from Japan. And uh, one, perhaps the oddest pro- product that came from Beast Wars 2 was Beast Wars 2 Sausage. Yep. Uh, there is an ad for it on YouTube, which is hilarious, and has sausages coming out of a box like Wolverine's claws. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, uh, I guess in Japan, his skeleton was infused with adamantium. Oh. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, but anyway, thanks to a, a friend of mine who has moved to Japan, uh, she recently sent me a set of very similar sausages, uh, this time branded with the latest uh, Kamen Rider. Oh, so Kamen Rider Drive? I, I think so. The guy's got like a car spoiler on his head. Yeah, and, and he's got a tire on his chest. Yes. That's drive. Okay, then. Which is... Okay, eating? so you're you're not eating the actual, like... The no, I'm not eating two-decade-old fish sausage. Although, I, this, is, this little, thing is fresh, and it's scary enough. I was a little concerned when we were discussing this pre-show that you were going to be eating decade-and-a-half-old sausage. Yeah. No, I, I think that would straight-up kill me. Yeah, so that's like... I am unpeeling this thing. Okay. This has a very curious odor. What's the sound? Not like fish. Oh. That that seems worrisome. Uh, clo- certainly the texture is, I would say, pencil eraser. Oh, so <laughs> bad, bad hot dog. Yeah, definitely bad uncooked hot dog. Oh. Does not not even a fishy taste. Uh, I'm still working up the courage to do this. <laughs> uh, I'll post a picture of one of the unopened ones uh, when we post the uh, episode. It's about the uh, little longer than my index finger. Uh, distressingly, about the same color as my index finger. <laughs> I don't think I want to know what parts of the fish this came from. Depends on what fish. All right. I'm, I'm Here pretty I go. sure it came from the parts of the fish that you can't sell. <laughs> As all sausage comes from. Oh, yeah, the sausage is even linked on the wiki. All right, the taste is definitely fishy. 
Mildly fishy. Mildly fishy or? Like not, not like strong fish. Oh. Fishy like as in ele- like fish or fishy as in like suspicious? Yeah. No, like like actual fish. fish. I, oh, okay. I believe that oh, okay. this is definitely fish. No, it's probably like a hagfish or something. Is it more or less yeah, fishy fish? than like fish fingers? I would yeah. say slightly more fishy than fish fingers. Well, hag- hagfish is what they use uh, quite often to make, like, imitation eel. Wait, seriously? Like the thing that produces buckets of mucus? That's what I'm eating? Yeah, yes. When you when you have eel at most, like, sushi restaurants, like all-you-can-eat sushi stuff, it's going to be hagfish. That's that's barely even a fish. That's like a prehistoric throwback. It doesn't even have bones. Yeah, but it tastes okay. <laughs> I, I think it's not I've as good as eel. And, uh, I eat it. In Animal Crossing. Did I also mention the buckets of mucus it produces? Yeah, but we're eating the inside, not the outside. The, the mucus comes from the inside. It goes, <laughs> starts inside, and then it goes outside. Then never have eel at a sushi place that's not in Japan. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is definitely edible. Okay. Good. You Will you combo- consume the rest of the box? Yes. Combo it with a good cheese and some crackers. Be yeah, uh, definitely make some crackers. I'm just eating this thing straight. Yeah, I can't uh, quite place that, what this taste is. That's a better recommendation than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I'm. Uh, I was halfway. I had a glass of water here, and I thought I might have to chug the whole thing. <laughs> no, not terrible. How bad can a sausage be unless it's like a blood sausage? Well, I don't. I mean. If it still has bones and blood in it, like some German sausages, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Honestly, I think blood a hagfish sausage, sausage would be pretty bad. <laughs> it's eel. Oh. I, I, eels Not, are... I would eels be fine eating eel. That's just a long fish. Hagfish is a weird prehistoric monster. Yes, but well, to be perfectly honest, most fish actually have mucus on them. Not as much as the hagfish. No, no. There's some, you know... Lots of animals have mucus, but I just find hagfish. Point to you a drop hagfish. a hagfish into a bucket. That bucket is full of mucus. <laughs> it's like a TARDIS full of mucus. I defy you from 20 feet to tell me which one, if I put two of them in front of you, 50 feet away, is a hagfish or an eel. I could tell the hagfish. The hagfish is the one that doesn't have a face because it <laughs> existed yeah. before faces evolved. <laughs> Okay, sir. Uh, so yeah, that's good. Uh, oh wait, I never even talked about the voice actors for the sh- for Beast Wars Two. Okay. At least go. Is that where this. is that where all their budget went? Were there really good voice actors? There's some good ones, and then there's some guy- like Apache is uh, Okada Sanrio. He was. Pretty much nothing except like a technician in the background of the Ghost in the Shell movie. Like he doesn't didn't do anything else. Um, Diver pretty much. Uh, Nakano Kenji didn't do anything else. But uh, Leo Convoy, who we barely hear, is uh, Gota Hozumi, who was the lead character in Armor Trooper Votoms. He's Leo Rio in Hunter X Hunter. Well. The 1999 version, there's a new version, but most of the actors are from the old one. Anyway, Joker and Reader Die, uh, Cyborg 007 in the upcoming Cyborg 009 versus Devil Man. So apparently he's who you get when you want to cast a British character. Huh. Okay. Um, 
Buildhorn was uh, was it, uh, Iwasaki Masami, who is uh, Build Cyclone and Wrecker Hook and Car Robots. Dreadwing and Skyquake in the Transformers Prime dub. Oh, yeah. Uh, ZZ in an episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, as in ZZ Top, because everyone JoJo's after some, a musician or a song. Uh, he's another guy in Read or Die, too. Uh, Tasmanian Kid is, uh, Katazaki Ishizaku, who was Ryu in Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2, 3, Street Fighter EX, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, and Marvel vs. Capcom. And, yeah. um, the brother of one of the main characters in Hunter x Hunter. Hmm. Uh, Scuba is Kishi Yuji, who was uh, Red Racer in Car Rangers and some other Sentai stuff. Uh, Kite and a couple other background characters in Hunter x Hunter, the 1999 version again. Uh, Ken Masters in Street Fighter ever since Street Fighter 3. And Devo in Vanilla Ice in a JoJo video game. Galvatron is also the narrator. Nomura Tetsuo, who's the father of the main character in Garay Zero. Kaiba's dad in Yu-Gi-Oh! A bunch of old people I never heard of in other shows. And voices Azaku and a GM cannon in SD Gundam San Goku Den Brave Battle Warriors. Oh. So, uh, Megastorm. Oh, uh, Matsuyama Takashi. He's God Magnus and Car Robots. He's an actual actor in Jew on the Grudge and a few other things. He's Goto, a family butler of one of the main characters in Hunter x Hunter. Uh, he's Oro in Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter keeps coming back. And he's Capitalist Pig Dog in Detroit Metal City. He, he might actually have the longest list of character credits, and he seems to play a detective a lot. Mm. Uh, That's weird, yeah. Yeah, Starscream is Takahashi Hiroki... Admittedly, he only had, like, three lines in this, but he's uh, Guldo and Build Hurricane and Car Robots. He dubbed animated Optimus Prime. Ah. He's Hisoka, the antagonist, question mark, evil clown in Hunter x Hunter. He's uh, Ryu in Street Fighter 4, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Street Fighter X, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. So it's another Ryu on this list. He's Katsu Jonah, the guy, the character that's Joey Wheeler in Yu-Gi-Oh!, He's a Japanese version. That's uh, right. Oakland guy. Yeah. Uh, another guy from the Reader Die Ova. And Pariston Hill in the 2011 version of Hunter x Hunter. Yes, there's a character named Pariston Hill, not Paris Hilton. It's weird. Uh, BB is Watanabe Takeshi, who pretty much has only voiced two big guys in a Samurai Showdown games. Well, I'm guessing just Grunt. Uh, Artemis is uh, Higuchi Chieko, who's I and Junko, the woman with the unfortunate luck with cars, in Car Robots. Ah. Uh, Takino Tomo in Azumanga Daio. And Biscuit Kruger in Hunter x Hunter. (laughs) Moon, the rabbit, not the moon, moon, you know. Her name is Takeshi Junko. Hey, another Junko. She's Naruto in Naruto. Metabi in Metabots. Jean-Henri Fabre as a boy in Read or Die. Read or Die takes some, like, historical figures and turns them into villains through cloning. It's it's weird, but it's fun. It's an old watching. She's also Kaiba's little brother, Mokuba, in Yu-Gi-Oh! 
again, Yu-Gi-Oh! Lots and lots of young boys in so many shows. And Gone Freaks, the main character in Hunter x Hunter 1999. Almost everybody in the show who's done any other work has been in Hunter x Hunter. Now, is that, is, I don't really know, Hunter x Hunter, is that like the law and order of anime where everybody ends up appearing on it? <laughs> no, no it, it's um, your basic shonen young boy thing where some kids, they grow up, there's lots of fighting. It's by the same guy who did uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, only it's basically people getting licenses to go out and hunt monsters and kinds of things. It's kind of a fun show. Although I would recommend the more recent 2011 version, not the 1999 version, which never kind of finished, and they had to go to Ova's, and it was kind of a clusterfuck. But but I don't like fun. <laughs> I thought we established that. I only well, like it when everything's dark and miserable. The, the pre-mentioned um, creepy clown guy voiced by Starscream in this, he doesn't kill the main character when, the first time they meet because he wants the little boy to grow up and become stronger so he can fight him later. That's He's just a, sort of boring martial artsy stuff. Kind of, yeah. Anyway, the lesson from this, Hunter x Hunter has lots to do with this show. Actually, it came out right after it, so apparently everybody got a job from being on Beast Wars, which makes sense. Is mess. Hunter x Hunter by the same production <laughs> company? No, it's not. I looked into that. It's amazingly not. I don't know what happened. Read or Die, I don't think, was either, and that came up quite a bit. And, and there's like a bunch of Ryus in this, which is weird. Alright, so I think that uh, that should about do it for our grab bag episode Unless, is there anything else we need to cover? Uh, no, we didn't get any emails or tweets or anything that I know about Alright, so uh, in that case, join us next week when, good news, there is a second season Yay! Hey, and you know what? It's kind of dark It is kind of dark So we're we're just going to have to deal with the aftermath So until then, I'm Rob I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Ooh, this is going to be a long episode to edit. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Let me guess, let me guess. It, it's like Twilight, but with a golem. <laughs>